Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to another episode of Tonoscope. It's your girl, Chrissy Chella. And listen, the incredible woman I have sat opposite me in today's podcast is incredibly special she consistently and proactively encourages a healthy relationship with food and calls out all the bullshit on diet myths fad diets yo-yo diets binge eating restrictiveness with food and so much more this is lucy mountain so without further ado let's get into this podcast hello lucy how are you hi chrissy i'm a bit sweaty but i'm good (laughs) trust you to say that I know and you don't even have a bag where's your bag I do have two bags of me they're stored away in this Um, very professional setup thank you thank you here at Tona Scott we like to make our guests feel incredibly special I feel very special I got offered a can of coke when I came in so F my life I didn't even get a can of coke where's my can of coke no I'm joking I'm only joking so now as I mentioned in my introduction you are such an advocate for nutrition for health and that is what I love I remember seeing your stuff for the first time and I was like, holy shit, this girl has <laughs> balls. Like you have balls to speak up about what is necessarily, in my opinion, the right way to consider food. And I think that in a world full of many opinions, which is absolutely fine, it can sometimes be a little bit too consuming to know what is good and what is bad. Mm. And then comes in all this almost a subjective approach to food that we're labeling food as good and bad and society is making us believe that these are things we should eat and these are things we shouldn't eat and that's why lucy's here today to help us understand and have a clearer perspective in exactly what nutrition is and how we should view it from i guess your opinion i think i i mean i've been on instagram for like five years now and when i first started i was very much like immersing myself in the kind of fitness culture and back then it was nowhere near as balanced Mm -hmm. hashtag balanced as it is now (laughs) it was all about kind of tracking everything and you know if you're going to the gym you were kind of planning your physique show and it was all about that's what it was all about really like the bodybuilding world Mm -hmm. um and I think I very much had like a rigid mindset when it came to food I had my good foods that I'd try and eat all the time and then I'd treat myself to my bad foods, which I'd maybe save for like a weekend with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, not anymore. 
I was going to say RIP me, then, but he's not dead. Boy, boy bye. <laughs> boy, boy, bye. Do you know what, though? I did actually say this recently. He was the one that got me into fitness because he was the one that dragged me into the weight section. Okay. I was not going in there without him. Um, but yeah, I think now, I think we definitely have a more balanced approach with food. And we're, I mean, at least I am in my own echo chamber trying to help people stop viewing foods as bad, but rather look at the diet overall. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately yes we're eating food right but those portions of food and those meals and those snacks and whatever they make up a diet across time right it's it's not just these single components exactly it's a lifestyle and do you think i don't have to put this but i just feel like right now on especially on instagram there's it's it's incredibly saturated with people's views on food and let's say I'm I'm a beginner in health and fitness I'm a little bit clueless on what to do I've been following someone on social media who tells me carbs are okay but they don't seem to work for me or that keto is the way forward but keto doesn't work for me it makes me feel dizzy makes me feel ill and it's just like it feels like you don't know where to turn Mm -hmm. and it's a little bit I feel like it's almost a little bit I feel sorry for someone who may not have a clear perspective on health and fitness because they're just starting out, which we all started out at one point of another. Yeah. So it's like, who do you believe and who who do you not believe? Yeah. I, do you know what? I also spoke about this recently as well. And I feel like maybe about a year ago, I was erring into the kind of, um, like my message is very much, eat what you want, doesn't matter, um, you know, love your body, love your diet, love your food. And that's all great. They're Mm. great messages. But what I was kind of forgetting was the reason I have such a balanced and I would say positive relationship with food, right? Mm It's because I've done it all. Like I've done the low carb thing, hated it. I've done the tracking macros thing that actually taught me a lot of lessons with my diet, but I don't want to do that anymore. And that's okay. And I've done loads of different things. I've tried different things. I've done stupid diets. um, And I think I... I've learned um, everything that I have because of that journey. So mm-hmm. I my approach now is very much um, rather than shaming people for trying different things. And, you know, when I say things, I don't mean like fads. I'm strongly against, you know, the detox teas and all that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I am now, my approach is, you know, if you want to track calories for a bit, cool. You know, if if that's going to help you and that's going to, you know, you think that might be right for you, that's fine. If you want to do intuitive eating, fantastic. Focus on that. Because um, as much as I have my own preferences now, what I do, I think it's so important that we don't forget, especially as influencers, what our journey has been. Because exactly. it's layers, right? We've, you know, I'm sure you're the same. Like mm-hmm. you've done various different things. Nutrition. I have. Yeah, I have. And I remember for such a long time, I was under eating massively. And it wasn't until I started actually tracking what I was eating, where red flags started appearing. And I was like, Oh, my God, I am under eating massively. How do I expect to get the results that I want to get when I'm eating next to nothing? Mm. And like you just said, tracking for some people really works and it really did work for me at the start and now I can eyeball food and I understand my portion control because I tracked and because I had a set meal plan and because I implemented that into my regime but I think had I not done that I would have continuously under ate not progressed 
and been frustrated in this constant jerk, like a never ending circle. And I was just, I would just be where I first started. Mm. So by tracking and by including what macros or calories I should be consuming, it really did help me. And it was a great eye opener. Do I do it now? No. Now I know what my body needs. Now I know my portion controls. But if you're someone who doesn't, it's a fantastic way to start mm. because you could be under eating or you could be overeating. Yeah. I think um, the under eating thing is really interesting because mm-hmm. I think, you know, as women, we're kind of made to feel like we need to be eating less and less calories and look smaller. And that's kind of our path that people have paved for us. Society Um, have paved. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's so interesting that, you know, we look at these fitness bodies, these kind of aesthetics, like the big glutes and the abs and stuff. And we're looking at muscle definition here. And that requires energy. And that requires food. food. Exactly. So much food. Yeah. And it requires calories. And I think calories has actually become a bit of a dirty word because of, you know, it's a naughty word. People get scared. They're like, calories. Oh my God, calories. And I'm like, yeah, chill out. First of all, food is not your enemy. I'm sorry, but I know someone will be listening to this going, yeah, but that's easy for you to say, you know? And it's just like, no, it's not. Because at one point I did see food as the enemy. At one point I was drastically under eaten and I felt lethargic and I felt weak and I felt like I was not progressing. We all literally go through the same journey. Mm. It's like I'm just at a different stage at mine. Mm. Do you know what I mean? We all Let's say we all start reading the same book just because you start it at <laughs> page one. I could be on page 50 for all you know. I love the book reference. Thank you so much. You're thank so you. educated. Thank you, thank you. Love it. Thank you so much. Um, but no, I, I, I always talk about um, calorie, calorie neutrality. I don't know. Is that the right word? Neutrality? Yeah, go ahead. I let's flow with let's it. Let's just make it a word if it's That not. sounds sexy. Let's it go does, with it. It does, doesn't it? Saucy. <laughs> um, yeah, because I think people say like, calories don't count. Calories don't matter. Um, it's about nutrients and stuff. And it's like, we need both. We need to talk about both. And we mm. need to talk about them both with no judgment. And one's not more important than the other. Um, and I think we need to kind of see calories as this neutral thing. They're not good and they're not bad. They're just a part of nutrition. Mm-hmm. It's one element of nutrition, just like, you know, getting your nutrients in that's going to help for your health and well-being. It's just an element and it doesn't need to be this scary thing. Um, but at the same time, we don't need to bury our heads in the sand and kind of push the knowledge away and think, I don't want to talk about calories. I don't, I'm not doing calories. Mm. I think it's important for people to understand how the mechanism works and how, you know, what a calorie is. You know, it's not even a physical thing. It's just a measurement of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think reframing it as this kind of neutral thing that's neither good or bad is an important exercise for people to do because then we start to see food as energy and it's essential and it helps us reach our goals and it helps us feel good and it helps us, like, get out of bed in the morning yep. and, you know, live our life. Exactly. Um, yeah. And that's the thing as well when... Moving on to something that I really want to talk about is uh, binge eating. And I feel like whenever we mention the words calories around someone who may not necessarily have the best relationship with food due to past experiences or maybe due to what they've been taught or what they've read, calories is such a scary word. Mm. And binge eating, you know, I've dealt with thousands of clients who have I would say quite severe cases of binge eating and how they view food because it it 
genuinely petrifies them. And I remember reading this one client's email and she was like, you know, I burn X amount because I ate X amount. Or, you know, why am I not seeing results? Because I burnt the food I ate. And I'm like, whoa, like, chill. You're burning (laughs) calories as me and I'm burning calories as me and Lucy are sitting here. Mm. You Mm. know, like no one takes into consideration these things. And it's, I don't know, it's a bit sad binge eating. And I just want to know your perspective on it, really. I think binge eating, in my opinion, obviously there's a kind of uh, clinical medical sense where it's an eating disorder and, you know, Mm binge eating disorder is a real thing then there's kind of just overeating mm-hmm. um and I, I i sometimes feel like people label um you know eating a whole pack of biscuits as binging um and i guess it, in some way it depends how you define it in some ways it is a binge but at the same time like we all have instances in our life where we overeat 100 um, percent. yeah like i if i if i want a goddamn pizza <laughs> you eat that what, pizza like with my dogs <laughs> On the sofa, watching Friends, like, I'm going to do that because I know my limits and I know how to control it. But then that's where we go into, well, I know how to control it, but Mm. someone who binge eats does not know how to Mm. control it. But you're you're controlling it by saying, I'm allowed to have, like, this is, it's okay for me to have this, you know, whereas other people will think, right, I'm going to have this, but only on the condition that I do, you know, a cardio session in the morning and, you know, I restrict my calories by this the equal amount yeah. that I've eaten. Um, so, yeah, I think, I, I mean, a lot of the work that I do on Instagram is kind of trying to make people feel heard because as binge eating, I think people feel kind of ashamed. It's like those midnight trips to the kitchen. We all do them. Yeah. Um, but it's more, we don't really always talk about it. We don't talk about, you know, when it's, 12 o'clock at night and we want a little snack it's like oh going to the kitchen sneaking around mm. and really it's like if you're hungry eat um yeah. but I also feel like with binging it it's a tendency of people who maybe are over restricting in the day or over restricting during the week whenever they're finding they're binging um that's some it's a mental it's that restriction mentality and that unfortunately is the outcome you know once you get a taste of something that you've told yourself not to I have. can't have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when you're like, oh my God, I need it. And then that's when you're like, <laughs> fuck it. I'm going to have the whole thing because yeah. I've ruined it now. And I've I've been there. There's I've, no point. I might as well yeah. have the whole cake, not yeah. a slice. Yeah, yeah. And that's fine-ish. I'm not going to lie to you. But, if, but, but if it's making you feel like a pile of shit physically, yeah. then that's not okay, you know? Yeah. I, and I think as much as, you know, as much as it's fine to, to overconsume foods and, and, and things, but if it's making you feel horrible and it's actually hurting, um, eating to that point is it's a sign that maybe that's something to, to, to work on. Yeah, mm. something something to work on and something to But people, to some readdress. people don't know when to stop and that's yeah. the thing. And I think, look, when I, when I initially wanted to start this podcast, the whole intention behind it is to be as brutal as I can be because I feel like sometimes <laughs> the, the biggest savage the, the, just be brutal because sometimes I go on social media and I'm so annoyed about this that people are like you know what you can eat what you want and it's absolutely fine okay try telling that to someone who has her heart problem blocked arteries cannot even walk properly is on the level of obesity who their life is at risk because of their health 
can they have a slice of pizza? Mm. Can they have a, a two two big full pizzas? Is, is that okay? Mm. So where do we draw the fine line? I when think- did fitness and health become such a so so bad like mm. no fitness and health can cure people's lives mm. and i read this one comment this girl goes it wasn't until i started training that i saw what my body was able to do yeah it wasn't until i started incorporating nutrient dense food that i saw how sharp my brain and how well i reacted to things and that's what fitness is to me mental ability physical ability making yourself better because i know you can make yourself better health and fitness is to me is not depriving restricting starving and being like oh you know all all week i've eaten so well therefore on a weekend i'm gonna absolutely eat what the hell i want go to mcdonald's mm. drive through five times because i've eaten Trip so well. yeah yeah i don't yeah. know that's just that's just my opinion I, sorry for being a bit brutal <laughs> don't ask subscribe you be brutal um yeah i think eating what you want is is an interesting phrase because i think that instills a lot of fear in people they're like oh but if i if i eat what i want what am i going to eat where's that going to lead to and i think if you think about it if you're over restricting and there's certain foods that you're like, I can't eat this, I can't eat that, let's take chocolate and pizza. If you then said to yourself, right, I'm going to eat what I want now, what you want won't just be pizza and chocolate. Because if all you ate was pizza and chocolate for like five days straight, how are you going to feel? You're like, your bowels are not going to be good. You're going to feel horrible and bloated. Yeah. You're going to feel tired. Your shits ain't going to be the best. I'm they, putting it out there. Yeah. Thank you for they saying it. ain't going to be the straight. best. Chrissy, in there with the toilet talk. That's yeah, fine. Just, just, We're going I've in been there. there. <laughs> it's been a disaster. But, you know. <laughs> Jack's like, yeah, I know. Um, oh. <laughs> but, you know. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on from Chrissy's bowel movement. Yep. Um, yeah. So that is no longer going to be what you want. You know when you go on holiday... And maybe it's all inclusive and you've got all this amazing food and you come back from your holiday and you're like, oh, you know what? I just really want like some like pineapple or like, you know, you're just craving fresh food mm-hmm. because you've maybe not had that in a while. And I think. How would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study? People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Eating what you want, some people would kind of take that as like just just pizza and just chocolate because when you're restricting it, what you want are those foods, right? But the reality of it is like, you aren't going to want all those foods. You're going to want fresh foods and, again, food that makes you feel sharp, food that makes you feel energised. Mm. Um, what we want is not just what we think our taste buds want. It's mm. what our bodies want. It's what is going to help us train in the gym and feel good and get stronger and reach our goals and, you know, smash that job interview. And do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's sp- all those smash that exam. Like, yeah. Like when I, w- I remember when I was doing my um, law exams and a lot of the people in my class were always saying to me, like, I don't know how you're staying so fit and healthy whilst you're studying. And I was like, dude, it's the only thing that's getting me through this. I'm so sharp right now because my brain is clear. Like I I was even eating, I was eating so much freaking broccoli and greens (laughs) and protein and all this stuff. Like I was just sharp. I'm I'm not kidding. My brain was clear. It wasn't clouded. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that drinking a can of Coke a day is going to cloud your memory. But what I am saying is there's a reason why... certain food are nutrient dense and our body actually requires them Mm. like it really needs them and I think these are things that we should never we should never just ignore yeah and I feel like maybe when you tell people to eat what they want like you said it's not necessarily that you want that pizza it's maybe you're lacking a bit of salt yeah or maybe your body's lacking a bit of sugar Mm. so why not opt for something else to begin with if you still want that piece of chocolate that's fine majority of the time I feel like you could be a bit bored i know for a fact when i'm at home not doing much oh my god i'm like listen that snack <laughs> that snack cupboard that is snack. is looking a bit saucy from this end yeah. even though it's shut you know yeah. i need to go in there yeah. but it's because i'm bored and then as soon as i get up and do something i'm like oh, i didn't actually need it i didn't actually want it i was just a bit bored i never have any food in my house it's so barren it's really bad oh so my god i'm not coming to yours for honestly, any snacks it's just the worst like i'm a ter- i would be a her- terrible hostess i don't invite anyone around though because my flat's so horrible <laughs> at the moment oh <laughs> but it's but no, fine I, i'm on the i'm on the ninth floor so if i want a snack i have to go down to tesco there you go um, by the time you get there you're like i didn't even need this shit <laughs> but, you know. that's what i'm like ben and jerry's come here um but yeah no i i think um it is it is interesting but i think a good thought process is just trying to picture you know if i was on day five of pizza and ice cream would i really want that probably not mm. um what about um what are your thoughts on for example, macros and diets. Mm. That's what I want to know. Because, for example, if, if you guys know and you are doing the Tonoscoped app, we do not have macros in the app. We have taken them out. Mm. And the reason being, we have them for, for example, if there's like a slice of, I don't know, ham, you'll have it there. Mm-hmm. But it's not actually in the meal okay. or the calorie targets, the macro targets that you should be hitting. The reason being is because I feel like numbers can be very consuming. Yeah. So instead what we did was, I don't know if, you, if you're aware of this, what we did was you get a meal plan that mm-hmm. you can drag and drop the meals that you want, but it's it's within the calorie range that you've decided to have because of your goals. 
but without the macros. Like yeah. you kind of don't need the macros, I feel. I feel like you just, mm. you if you have a meal plan, it's different to a diet plan. Yeah. Diet plan, plans scare me. Like yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I've literally got to eat just this, do only this. I yeah. cannot have anything else. Even if I want a glass of wine, oh my God, no way. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like a meal plan, you're still going to set yourself a goal and it's going to help you achieve that goal but it's not going to make you feel like you're the most restricted person in the room yeah I think um I, I like that you've removed it I, I think that's really cool because sometimes even the concept and learning how calories work in reference to macros and that the calories are essentially just a, a product of the macros it can be yeah. really confusing um and sometimes you don't always have to know everything in order to get to you don't you don't need to know the nitty-gritty of everything yeah and I guess your job as the app woman the, 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 app, the app woman the, the online cave coach, woman <laughs> the app woman that should be your new title um you are you are the expert right and and everyone oh else oh god well we do have a nutritionist well, she has a phd you, you got, she's you got your amazing team. you yeah. got your team you got your team but but you are the provider yeah um, <laughs> the provider well i've just i've just like but, i've just after because i answer like emails mm. with clients and you know with our marketing team and our social team, they read every single comment that filters through any type of tonoscope social. The most reoccurring question or debate was, oh my God, I'm not hitting my macro target. Oh my God, oh my God, that means I'm not going to hit my goals. And I'm like, "Usa, chill. Yeah. Let's bring it back. It does not matter if you're 10 grams short. I think as well, people will forget that these calorie calculators that we're using, right, they are based on like results of a study where people have decided, right, this range is most optimal for this goal. Mm. And then that's taking average of what you're eating and the the information that you put in there. Um, Half the time, I will get people messaging me and saying, my calorie target's so low, why? And I'm like, because you put your activity as so low, but you're way more active and, you know, and it, it gets so confusing. There's so much human error and there's so much use of like general averages. I think people can get really stressed when you know they see a calorie target and they're like oh um I should you know I'm, I'm 100 above or 100 below and you know I'm not going to get my goal now yeah. it's like that's just averages anyway which mm. I think is a good argument as to why it's good to kind of transition from there when you can mm. uh, because you know do your learning learn about how much energy is in food that's great but eventually it's no longer practical and it actually no longer serves a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, when I did my knobs cookbook, I actually had the calories and macros in there for each recipe because I thought people will want this information. I can't do a cookbook without having that. But then I listened to my audience, kind of like what you were saying with your emails. And I'm like, hang on a second. My girls, my knobs, they don't always, <laughs> they don't always want to see the calories. Knob ends. Knob ends. Knob They actually call each other knobs. It's so great. Um, but they, they don't want to see like this crispy cake and they always want to know how many calories in it because they just want to make it. Yeah, that's what I it. mean. Macro, ma- macros terrify me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Mm. Like I've been, I've been doing this for quite a while and I mm. feel like they do petrify me a mm. bit. But if I kind of know what what I what I should roughly be hitting in sense in sense of a calorie range, it makes me feel more comforted mm. knowing that, okay, I get it. Yeah. Or for example, we have pasta or, you know, I'm assuming with, with your cookbook you have various of different recipes that people mm. would consider as bad food. Yeah. Right. And it's just like 
you can have these foods. Yeah. Like, I cannot stress that enough. You can have these foods. Mm. You just need to, I just feel like portion control is key. Yeah. I really do. And I feel like when you understand your body and you understand that the minute you stop labeling food as good and bad. Yeah. It will make you feel less bad. It's so liberating, isn't it? It is. And it's like, I remember for such a long time, I used to feel so bad. I really did. Mm. I was like, oh God, I'm having a little treat. I'm yeah. fucking cold like shit. Little chocolate bar. Yeah. And, and now I'm like, I literally, our, our offices, right? They always bring out chocolate and like I've seen them on M&Ms. the stories. They look great. But I go there and I grab a bar and I'm like, cool. Yeah. Okay. But that, that's, that's great. That, that kind of summarizes, um, how it's so funny you don't even think about it when you it's the same with like body image and stuff once you kind of get to that point where you no longer see stuff as good or bad but it just it is what it is Mm. you know I prefer to label food as nutrient dense kind of like Mm. what you were saying earlier nutrient dense and just like less nutrient dense that's that's how I see it too I really do yeah yeah and and that's the scale and that's not to be like overly PC but for me (laughs) I personally I just feel like that's that, that's when the penny dropped for me and you could take it further and you can you know sometimes I feel bad I don't feel bad but sometimes I'm conscious of labeling foods as healthy food because then I think well the opposite of that is unhealthy and yeah well it can and it can get a bit convoluted um but for me I think a hard no <laughs> is the good bad thing yeah that's where I'm like I, I don't use those phrases when I'm talking about food online I try and avoid things like a treat and a che- definitely a cheat uh but you've got to you've got to work out what works for you right you know Mm -hmm. you've got to figure out what kind of language is going to help you feel less like weird about food yeah and the thing is look like to anyone listening to this it's it's going to be a journey it's going to be a process it could be longer for you and shorter for someone else and that is absolutely fine but you need to stop viewing food as a negative you need to stop viewing food as such an enemy because it is not it is going to fuel replenish recover restore your body especially if you're training especially if you have an intense training regime that you need that energy back into your system yeah. if you're someone who's studying someone who you know i was working 30 hours a week as a waitress on my feet I needed food in my system. And yeah. at that point I was under eating and I used to feel so lethargic all, all the goddamn time, like always. Mm. But then yet again, this circles back to us, us figuring it out for, for ourselves. Yeah. But it doesn't mean everybody has this vision and doesn't mean that everybody has got it yet. And that's yeah. absolutely fine because like I said, it's a journey, it's a process. And I do hope that, you guys realized that food is not labeled good or bad. Yeah. There's more nutrients in some, there's less nutrients in others. That does not mean you should stop eating one or the other. That means you should find what works for you. Yeah. But that also means that if you are heavily like at a health risk and someone is telling you you can eat whatever you want and whatever you want seems to be less nutrient-dense food, then we got a bit of a situation there. So mm. that's where the fine, the line is so fine and blurred sometimes, I feel. It is. It's hard. And I think there's, there's so much emotion in food, isn't there? You yeah. Know, we all have those foods. Like for me, it's pick a mix 
oh, it's just <laughs> it's just my favorite thing ever. And when I even think about it right now, like my mouth is like, oh my going. god, Can you see? it's going crazy. But uh, for me, it's like it's it's good memories of like being younger and like going to the cinema with my ex boyfriend. No, I'm just joking. I need to stop talking about him. Yeah. Oh my god. I, I talked about him twice. This Wait, week. do you have a boyfriend now? Yeah, I do. <laughs> let's um, let's sorry, make sure sorry, this sorry podcast is yeah is not <laughs> sent to him. But um, it just it reminds me of like being a teenager and I, I just love it and it, it tastes great right so for me pick a mix is like my favorite thing but I don't um I don't know where I'm going with this now the She's still talking. I'm like, thinking about her ex boyfriend. I'm thinking about my pick of ex boyfriend. No, you're not. You're picking about your ex boyfriend. We can edit this out. Joking. Don't edit this out. We're keeping all of this shit in. So you don't like. But I know what you mean. Pick a mix is my thing, right? So um, when I have it, I feel it's it's not just eating food. We're having we're experiencing emotions when we're eating as well, and it's you can't just separate the two. So I think if you're then relying on food, if 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 bad things are going on in your life, right? We all have stresses. We all have shit to deal with mm. and sometimes food can be like a comfort blanket you know if you if you hate your job and you work with assholes coming home and knowing right I'm gonna have this pizza I'm gonna have this ice cream this is what's gonna make me happy when you're relying on food in that way as like a little prop to maintain your happiness levels because everything else is falling apart that's when you can sometimes get in this negative cycle and start to blame food yeah whereas if you actually focused on Okay, but why am I sad? Why am I stressed? Why am I reaching for the food as a comfort blanket? If you started to pinpoint what's causing stress, like your terrible job and your horrible colleagues, <laughs> you know, then you can start to be like, right. <laughs> but, but then you then you can start to realize, well, actually, if I figured out this stuff and started to, you know, maybe apply for a new job or you know, whatever. That's the thing. Yeah, that everything else can find fall into place. Yeah, I, you know, last year. I went through loads of stuff in my mental health. I didn't feel good. I felt kind of, well, I felt I was depressed for about three months and I didn't want to train, didn't want to eat nutrient dense foods. Kind of, I just felt like a pile of shit really. And now I'm much happier. Now I'm fulfilled and now I'm having, I've got my dream job. Yeah. You know, so I remember you telling me this because we, we met before. Yeah. And you told me, like, had I known that all this hard work would pay off for yeah. you actually getting your dream job, you know? Yeah. It's the most amazing feeling in the world. Yeah. And I'm assuming what you're about to say now is you feel so much more fulfilled. Exactly. And happy yeah. and you're not so reliant on the food yeah. that you are consuming. Yeah. And I'm, I'm training four times a week and I'm, you know, my food choices are balanced, right? And yeah. I'm enjoying myself and I don't, I don't, I feel energized. I feel awake. I feel great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for asking, guys. <laughs> I feel fantastic and phenomenal. But that, yeah, I... I agree with you. And I think that, you know, it's one of those things that if you're feeling crappy, don't add to it. And I feel like by adding to it, you're the way you add to it, sorry, is by adding no nutrient-dense food, no balance, no control, ridiculously big portions, and then you're going to feel sluggish, bloated, you feel bad. Well, some people don't even feel bad, which is fine. But let's say you do feel bad and you you say, oh, fine, whatever is what it is. I'll start tomorrow. Mm. Cycle begins again mm. and it begins again. So you got to ask yourself, what is it? What is truly making you do all these things? Yeah. And like you said, if it's your job, sit back and think about it. Because honestly, like we have one life, right? Yes. Not to get too deep and love, emotional I love where this here, is going. It's so true. But we have one life and... 
even when I was in a, in a relationship before Jack, I was so unhappy for the last year of that relationship, like beyond unhappy. And I sat back and I asked myself, like, what is making me unhappy that is causing me so much pain in all of the other things and aspects of my life? I didn't want to spend time with my family. I didn't want to spend time with myself. Absolutely hated, like, being alone. It scared me being yeah. alone in my own thoughts. So I changed all those things. Yeah, it took me quite a while. I'm not going to lie. It, it takes so. a while. But now that I've incorporated things that make me happy, like helping other women, like mm. going to the gym, you know, like going for a walk with my dogs, it's provided such a positive aspect in my life. It's consumed me in such a positive manner yeah. that my resource of happiness isn't food. Yeah. It's other factors in my life. Yeah. And don't get it twisted. I have moments where I'm like... <laughs> fucking about to cry and then like yeah. actually no i cried in the middle of the subway today we i love have, that you say subway i don't know why i said subway <laughs> subway you're just so la now subway! She's, she's okay now <laughs> but i'm okay now <laughs> but listen you guys i really hope you enjoyed this podcast like and i really hope that we gave you some reassurance when it comes to food and some reassurance when it comes to a relationship with food. It's not going to be easy. We're not saying that, you know, it's just as easy as you figuring out what works for you or figuring out that food, not all food is bad or good and all this malarkey. Like it's going to take time and it's yeah. a process and it's a lifestyle. You've had years of conditioning, right? To think yeah. that foods are good or bad, so it's mm. not going to happen overnight. Yeah, 100%. And it didn't happen overnight for me. And I, I mean, I've, I think I've been training for like five years now and the first year and a half was under eating, depriving myself, thinking everything was good or bad, thinking that everything was like my enemy and life hated me. And now I'm like starting to get the swing of things and I feel like more comfortable in my own skin and comfortable with the foods I eat. So yet again, guys, where we're going with this is <laughs> we just really hope we've we've shed some light yeah. when it comes to food and don't always rely on what you see on social media. Instead, mm -hmm. educate yourself and find what works for you. And if that does mean that keto works for you, fantastic. If that yeah. means that high-carb diets work for you, brilliant. Yeah. But figure out what figure out what works for you. Mm. I couldn't agree more. I think, yeah, I think it's, you can sometimes feel a little bit ashamed and a bit judged, but ultimately... Again, like we only have this one life, you know. Live it to your God fullest. Do you. Live it to your fullest and uh, make sure you go to the subway when you go to LA. <laughs> Does LA even have the subway? I, I mean, I've never been, but. Yeah. Oh, hon, I'll take you. I'll come, I'll come. All right. Well, I truly hope that you enjoyed this podcast. Lucy, thank you so much for coming. Thank Honestly, you for me. she's amazing, guys. So please make sure that you check out her knobs cookbook. Knobs. It's knobs absolutely cookbook. amazing. I've got it at home. It's in, it's on my shelf. I love it. The, even the packaging, everything. I love how you, I love how you sent it to me in the shiniest fucking packaging you could possibly find. I need the best for Chrissy, you know. Thanks, I know. Yeah. <coughs> Joking. <laughs> anyway, guys, make sure that you're subscribed to this channel and give us a little rating. I love you always and forever. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market.